All right, guys, we're back once again. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We're live. Episode 17 of Real Fans. Let's get it. Podcast. What's good, y'all? Let's go. Missed a Lots week, going. but we're back. But we're back. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of sports. A lot of stuff going on right now. Gabe got his crispy new Marlins flag behind him. <laughs> I told him, I was like, dude, that thing Show looks... Him the shirt, Gabe. <laughs> Show him the shirt, Gabe. What you got? Show him what you got. The hell's going on Ooh. right now? You got two different teams. <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about the Yankees. That's why I want to wear my shirt today. Um, but uh, lots to talk man. about going on. Uh, this week, this Saturday, it's gonna be UFC 261, and of course, the big matchup uh, is gonna be Usman versus Masvidal. And, Usman, uh, Julian, if you want to start us off, because you're gonna be traveling this weekend, right, Julian? Yeah, I was actually trying to go to the fight. But it sold out in like literally under 10 minutes. My one friend, he got into the queue for Ticketmaster and it said like 3,500 people ahead of you. And I was like, shit. I was like, you know, I'm going to give it time. Maybe it's not going to sell out. And then literally like I checked it like 15 minutes later and just said all there was left was resale. And they were selling nosebleed resales for like 800 bucks. I was like, fuck that. Don't tell me it sold out faster than Bad Bunny tickets. Because I know you guys heard the chaos these past few days with those tickets. We got them. (laughs) Oh, you going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How much you drop? Eight hundred. Eight hundred for the nosebleeds. No, I'm saying. <laughs> I don't remember. I think she got him. Um, but yeah, that fucking UFC fight though. That shit sold out. All there was left was the floor seats. That those ones that weren't resale was the floor seats, and those were like six grand. Wow. Like, dude, you imagine having money like that where you could just like, like six grand, just like let's go. <laughs> I guess the, the UFC is like, trying to make up for. Uh, it's mad nonchalant. What was that? What was that? <laughs> Why are we like frozen? <laughs> I was waiting um, for Joe to see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Gabe, that was more awkward than your mustache right now, bro. I really thought jo- uh, Jojo was frozen for a second. Uh, um, but, right. uh, so as for the fight, though, so I think so supposedly Masvidal is saying that he has a full training camp now because the reason why I wanted a rematch is because in the first fight, he said he took the fight on last minute, but a lot of people are like, did he really? Because like, he was always the backup. He was always kind of training. He kind of knew he was like the, it was secretive. Like nobody knew that he was the backup, but yeah. I think he knew. So like Usman's trying to call him out saying that you're a bitch because I beat you and like I know you trained for that fight. Don't act like you didn't. If anything, I didn't train for you and I won. And now it's like this whole thing. So <clears throat> I'm excited to see what happens. I'm see if Mazadal actually like is able to switch it up a little bit because Usman just that shit was boring. Like I don't know if you guys remember the last fight. It was super boring. It was Usman, a footstop. But, but Usman's yeah, a, a boring. Match. He's a boring fighter in the I mean, he's dominant, but his nature is just it's wrestling. So yeah, it sounds like Khabib. Just, very dominant fighter, but very boring to watch. Really, I actually kind of like watching Khabib. I feel like he's pretty fast. Like Usman just kind of pins you to that fence and then just kind of holds you there. But yeah, it was, I mean, all, it was all shoulder shoulder hits and and, and just well, wrestling. Wrestling guys are always just kind of boring, which it just it's just how it is. I mean, I love seeing a striking match, but we'll see if Usman can um not Usman Masvidal can push him off and really do some do something. Maybe hit that flying knee like he did to Ben Askren. Nah, no way. They're not going to fall for that twice. <laughs> He's seen the tape. He's got the tape on that one. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for, you know, because, you know, the last fight, I, I think, you know, I'm kind of, I was kind of in Masvidal's corner. Um, you know, there, I think there's a difference in, okay, uh, Usman was training fighting, and he was training for a fight or whatever, but 
um and, you know they called him like what he had like 10 days or like a less like a yeah, week yeah it was less like 10 week. days or something like I that feel like, yo, preparation <laughs> is key preparation yeah. is everything that'll set your mindset and everything going into any fight no matter who you're going against yeah you know, and, and you know fighter I, or a scrub so and, and I think when you have an opponent and you know who you're going to fight, like, I think there's a certain, yeah, you can train. Like, I can go train not right now, but, like, if I know there's, like, a test or something, some kind of challenge coming up, like, I think there's a difference in intensity of the training. So um, I'm hoping to see that Masvidal, you know, now that he has a full camp, now he has no excuse. So, you know, now y'all going full head-to-head. Y'all knew this was going to happen. This was going. Um, so I'm hoping that, that you know, it's going to be an entertaining fight and not not a, a boring foot stop because well, I, this I don't is- want to you know. Well, this is his final shot, too. Like, he ain't getting another shot after this unless somebody else gets the belt and he works his way up. Because as long as Usman has it and he loses again, yeah. the way that he lost yeah. last time, that's it. That's is done. Ain't no more of that street fight and shit once you're in the cage. Have you ever seen his old street fight videos? They're actually kind of yeah. hype. Uh, <laughs> I saw some of them, yeah. They're actually kind of hype. Because he used to fight, he used to street fight back in the day with like uh, Kimbo Slice and all that down oh, there no in uh, South Dade, yeah. That whole, scene, that whole scene down there. So I've seen like a good amount of his street fights. They're actually kind of hilarious. Those backyard knuckle fights, bro. That's some real shit. Yeah, um, you in that game? You do that? No rules. No, that I happened to your mustache? In college. <laughs> in college. In college. Gabe was about that back in the day. In college, man. <laughs> you said, yeah, hey, gloves. Yeah, uh, when I was living in, when I started getting into UFC uh, back in the dorms, like there was guys that had the DVD, so we would watch. You know, we didn't have fucking cables, so we had internet, but whatever. Like uh, we'd be up mm-hmm. late at night playing Madden shit, and we'd be like, "Oh, let's watch some UFC." So we watched like the old UFC fights, oh, like when it was dude. bare knuckles, when it, when it was bare knuckle, when they didn't have gloves and shit, and we would watch. You know, like those deep kind of those uh, kind of backyard fight DVDs, like they fine because people. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Those old UFC like clips are oh. those things are wild, dude. Actually, you know, funny enough that I think ESPN or Sports Center or something they put on their Instagram those old UFC clips. I'll never forget this one that I saw. It was like this guy; he had him like in an armbar, but he didn't really pull him in the armbar. And then he starts kneeing and elbowing his head, just like that's pounding it. And you just see the dude's just head just like yeah. like fucking wobble back. And I'm like, so golly, back in the day were ridiculous. I don't think there were any weight classes or anything, right? There wasn't. There was like no six, five, three hundred pound versus a five six. Well, how st- guys, so random. Yeah, how well how it started was the idea that you have different martial arts fighting against each other. So you see, like uh, a boxer fight like a sumo one, wrestler, and like then one like versus jujitsu or some shit. Yeah, and like they would just go at it, but then it kind of from there evolved to what we have yeah, MMA, so it's like a mix of everything. But the, uh, did you see those sense. fat ass sumo wrestlers coming there and just getting their shit just <laughs> rocked by like some like Muay Thai artist or something? <laughs> But yeah, it's hilarious. It's definitely evolved. It's got—I think it's gotten better, like the product. But you know, um, I feel bad for you, Julian, because I know you're going back to your hometown. You can't get in, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, It should—it should be a fun. Definitely still be an experience, like you said. Yo, Mm -hmm. go to festivities, see what they got going on around. Probably go to a a bar near near the arena and see. Like it's it's still gonna be dope. Still gonna be dope, and then apparently like MG MGK is like performing like right across too, so it's like it's like pretty lively up yeah. there right now. He's about to stand right outside of where they're having a fight. Yeah. <laughs> I can see out there. That'd be so, lit if they had like a screen and you can just watch it like from outside the arena. That'd be yeah, dope. I would never do that. I, I think they did that for uh, Toronto for the when they couldn't you know, when, you know when, they, when they were obviously in, in the finals. Uh, they had like what is it? It was called like Jurassic, not Jurassic Park, uh, some park. 
uh, in Toronto where people were like showing, you know, because they couldn't fit everybody in the stadium. So they had just like a place where they had the screen. I think the Lakers do it too, don't they? Like the Lakers or the Staples Center? Or possibly, maybe... possibly. I know a maybe. lot of teams, especially um, if the final game is on the road, you know, at the home team arena or somewhere outside around there, they'll dope. play the game. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, I've seen that be... where you, you go into the arena and they'll have like yeah. the cheerleaders yeah. and shit and like you're just watching it on the scoreboard. Yeah, they have watch parties. So. Yeah. That'd be sick. That he, you know, they usually have watch parties as well. Do they? I know the watch know parties back in the day uh, when they won their, you know, their little two peat. Those were the real watch parties out here in Miami. Yeah. You know, compared to obviously what's going on now, but like back, you know, that's when Miami became a basketball city, man. Like home or yeah. away, you're watching that game. I remember going to some of the radio, like you know, they have radio hosts, or whatever, and usually they'd be like, you know, one of the big spots, like Flanagan's or. One of these major, you know, fast food restaurants. So when they were at the away games, I remember going to, to some of them for, uh, uh, to watch. So that's definitely fun. The only thing I want to talk about this weekend, since we're talking about UFC, this past weekend it was like uh, I think it was called Thriller Fight Night. It was going on. This was uh, it was like a series of weird music. It was like it was like a whole like carnival. Let's just say circus. I feel I feel bad for anybody who paid fifty dollars for that shit. God, that I mean, was awful. Some people feel like they got their money's worth. I mean, apparently <laughs> Justin Bieber performed. I think, what's her name? Salty? Salty? Is that, am I saying that right? Shotty? I don't Salty? know. Um, Sweetie? Uh, Sweetie? 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 They did uh, Doja Cat, uh, and then they had... Uh, Doja Cat. The, yeah, the Doja most Cat. hype part was when they did Mount Westmore. I don't know if you saw that, Mount Westmore. It had, Yo, like, it, uh, on the on the, on the the stage, it had, like, the four thrones, and it was, like, uh, Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, yeah, yeah. Okay, Too then I Short... Did yeah. Too short. Who's the fourth one? Why is my mind drawing a blank? It was, um, cube. It was a cube? No, it wasn't cube. No, it was cute. No, I already said that. Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, Too Short, and then who the fuck was the other person? That's all West Coast rapper guys. Yeah, I was like, but it was hype though. They did like a cypher. Yeah. That was like the best part. Then I yeah. watched, um, they had like a shitty Frank Mir fight. I was like, Frank Mir fucking boxes? Like, I didn't even know this. Yeah. <laughs> that dude looks so fucking sloppy and slow. That shit was awful. They had slap boxing too. Uh, we saw Rick yeah. was by Rick, <laughs> Rick Flair. You know, and, uh, I've actually what's the dude seen from SNL. Wait, where, uh, oh, Rick Pete Flair? Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Yeah, Pete Davidson. Yo, check this out, JoJo. Pete Davidson and Rick Flair were hosting a slap boxing match. So it was just two guys slapping each other. So you know, Rick Flair, he's the judge in the middle, and then fucking <laughs> Pete Davidson's on the outside. He's just talking shit. He's just like roasting all like both the guys, whatever the fuck. So it was kind of like ridiculous, like that. You had musical performances. You had slap fuck, uh, slap box fights, and Good. I was gonna say, did you see the the fight before the co-main event? Like the dude did a fake low blow. I was like, what the fuck is this? Oh yeah, and he got pulled out so, on the stretcher. He all right. So mind you, JoJo, the guy. So they're boxing, or whatever. He apparently gets a low blow on him, but really he punches and he hits him like right here on the side. And you can see it on side. you can see it on the instant replay and everything. And so he's like, he's like crying in pain. He's like, it gets to the point where they put him out in a stretcher, strap his head to the thing and his legs. I was like, this is the most like, like the <laughs> fi- you know what it reminded me of? You ever watch, um, you ever see that Key and Peele skit when they're like making fun of like uh, European soccer and like they do the flopping. Oh yeah. But it's it's yeah, so the- dramatic, man. They get hit, <laughs> they fall to the floor. Yeah, Key, Key and Peele did like a great skit where they like, they did that. And they just like fucking crying and just like they get pulled out. And he didn't even get, t- it was like the most plain like flop. 
Yeah, so this guy got hit on the side, and you know, they thought it was like a kidney punch. Like, you know, he got kind of hit on the side, not in his ribs, but just like on the side, like where it's not protected. Bro, he just got rocked and, and, and couldn't take it. And he went and he started <laughs> he grabbing his, his groin. Like, me, he, yeah. got, he, he grabbed his groin like he got hit in the nuts. So everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is this guy, how you get hit on the side and then you're grabbing your nuts? I'm like, why would you do that? So they were like, oh, he faked that shit. He was like, Bro, he was just trying to get out of that. That point got rocked and went through his. Oh, nervous, bro. And then after that, you had the Beeb come on and do his like fucking Christian pop music. That, that's what it sounded like. And did like he was on that shit for like 40 minutes, dude. I was like, are we done with this guy? <laughs> I want to know how much they paid everybody because that's like that was an expensive event. And there was like no fans. They had, oh, I think, man, Jake Paul said $75 million in revenue, $1. Uh, 1. 1.5 million pay per view buys. I was like, how the fuck did they like? I mean, I that's, well, that's at least 50 million, well, right? It, it, it's all marketing. Well, it says, it says 75, 75 revenue, but like 75 million. But I mean, yeah. but for it has to be sponsors as well. But I'm talking about just pay per view buys. If it's 50 bucks, you say 1.5 million people bought it. That's about, you but know, uh, Jake, Jake Paul put on his Instagram, it was $75 million revenue for the event. I don't know what includes in all that, but that's just like yeah. what he said. And then he said 1.5 million buys, but. The one thing I thought was a little, oh, and then he had fucking, like, it was the worst commentating I've ever heard in my life. It was, like, hilarious. It was so bad, it was funny. I swear, Oscar De La Hoya was fucking crossfaded or something. He was, like, out of his mind. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that guy. He had Mario Lopez speaking just nonsense. I was like, what the fuck is Mario Lopez (laughs) doing here? Like Snoop, Snoop, Snoop is good on he's good on commentary. Snoop is funny as fuck. Dude, I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, Snoop, Snoop is funny, yeah. bro. You, you honestly was kind of fucked though. It's like Snoop put like two million dollars down on Jake Paul, but I don't know if you guys know, but like Snoop is like part owner of Thriller. So it's like you think that'd be like a conflict of interest that like Man, he's like, they're doing wow. this shit on the fly, dog. This shit is, that shit, that is, <laughs> it was the most, it's the most rigged dig. And bro, then this, this whole thing just sounds like controlled chaos, bro. They, it was. They, next, next, uh, next fight, they're gonna have a circ, a live circus out there. They're gonna have lions. And then, and then, and then to end it off, you see like the absolute, like the most rigged fucking boxing match I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, like, the, the, do you mean the whole to tell me? The whole night culminated with Ben uh, Ben Askren. Obviously, yeah. the last time we saw Ben Askren, he had Jorge Masvidal's knee in his face. He was laying down on the ground. So he kind of that he kind of ended. Did it end his career? Do you say end his UFC? He didn't fight after that, right? That was he last retired. Time. He retired. He retired. Um, and he came out there, and the biggest like everybody was joking, roasting him on Twitter because he came out and they say he looked like they say he looked like a bag of mayonnaise. <laughs> he was so <laughs> out of shape. They say he was so pudgy. Uh, I will he, say he though, like- I will say though, <laughs> Ben Askren he came out has- looking like a loaf of Wonder Bread. <laughs> I, I will say though, I was surprised. I'm like, did he did he prepare for this at all? Like, but the thing is though, mobbed? he's always looked like that. I don't know, like even like during his UFC days or like his championship run in Bellator, he's always just fucking looked like that. I don't get it. Because you would think at a certain point for you to train that much, like maybe he's just not like genetically blessed. Oh, obviously he's he was, not. I don't think he was training that much. That's no, but I, but no, <laughs> but I'm even talking about like before that. Like you see, like his old UFC, his UFC shit, and like even his first fight that he won in the UFC. Like he's never looked like he's in shape. 
He's never, he's always looked like he had like a chubby 15 year old body. Like always. I don't so, know how he's done it. I don't know, know a lot, but what did his like career look like? Like, was he good? Oh, he was dominant. He was he one was of on the, the rise at one, yeah. at one point when he was in Bellator, Ben Askren was uh UFC traded for him because he was actually, I think they said he was the best fighter out of the UFC outside of the UFC. He was the best fighter. Wow. So they traded Dimitri's Mighty Mouse Johnson to then bring him in. I believe that was a trade to bring him in. And then he won against Robbie Lawler, which I don't know how he won. He's he getting his ass beat. And that's why everybody was saying it was rigged because they actually clipped that fight where Robbie Lawler's just ground and pounding his ass and taking hits. And he's like, you mean to tell me that he won this fight, but he gets knocked out by Jake Paul? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but, but yeah, that's insane. I was just going to say, say like, Oh, <laughs> I would say also before MMA, Ben Askren is probably deemed as like one of the best USA uh, wrestlers ever. Yeah, he's like I a know world renowned wrestler. Yeah, I know he's one. He now. he's one of only three people to win like the Heisman of wrestling two times. Like he he's the um. There's only been three other people that have done it twice. So, so uh, when when he came into the UFC, he had uh, 19 straight wins, except he had one. Uh, no mm-hmm. contest against Luis Santos, but he won 19 straight times, and then he fought uh, Jorge Masvidal and lost. So, yo, this guy's the real deal, is what? Yeah, because he so, beat Robbie Lawler. What happened the other night? Then that's ridiculous. It was rigged. Well, granted, all right. So to put it in perspective, the reason why I thought this would be an interesting matchup, Ben Askren's never been a striker. Never. Yeah. He never swings. He's always looking to take you down. He he only knows how to defend. To take down like that's all he ever does and he i even watched um uh interview that he did with ariel hawani and he was talking about it um like how he always kind of lets his um his left arm down and he always leaves himself vulnerable to the right which has ended up how he got knocked out but he would he's so used to doing that because in mma when they would do that he would then duck down and do the double take double leg um but this was yeah this was boxing yeah. So that's the reason why people thought it'd be an interesting match because he's never really been a boxer, never really been a striker. But you would think, to a certain point, you are in the UFC, you're a professional MMA fighter. You, know, you, you know would think you would know. Like, how- not, not to say that you're a striker yourself, but you'd obviously have to know how to defend against. You got people swinging at you, you or even strike, or even strike back. Yeah. Like you, you think that he would Counter, at least know anything. high level boxing. Like you don't have to be a boxing champion. Like yeah. you're not, you don't have to be like Israel Adesanya or like Conor McGregor, but you would think that you'd be high, like your MMA fighter. You think you'd be high level, like at least enough to compete with other guys. And that's what makes me think this shit is rigged. Cause like, first off, I highly doubt Jake Paul has that hard of a right hook. At the end of the day, he just started training boxing like a couple years ago. And I can almost guarantee Ben Askren has taken harder shots from professional UFC fighters and kicks than any punch Jake Paul even threw. Without the gloves. Without those gloves. Well, in Jake Paul's defense, uh, hits actually are harder on your head with a boxing glove. Wow. There's more surface area. There's more. It's bigger and it's heavier. Yeah. So like a mat, like a you know, boxing gloves almost the size of your head. So you're rocking your whole head versus yeah. just like like that. So 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 the fight ended. Uh, what was it? A faint? It was a right. It was a quick right. It was like an over over. Yeah, punch I right. think he le- I think he hit him with a left jab, and then he left, hit him with a right hook. Right. Yeah, and, and it was done. Just... I mean, 
He got yeah, it. They showed that clip online. The ref, well, straight up though, the ref, the ref ended it early. If it, if you want to call it a real fight, the, the, that's another reason why I was. He stood up like in under ten seconds and got up and was ready to go, but the ref was like, "Nah." I was like, "This shit is so rigged, dude." That's. Like, I was like, "There's no way. There's no way, dude. There's no way that's like so." This is legit. Fight that early. It's rigged. Well, boxing is. No, that's not the first time that's ever happened in boxing. Boxing is like historically just a curve it's you never bet on boxing because it's so ridiculously corrupt like you you never bet on it and uh at least bet on the underdog you never bet on the underdog there's a reason why everybody in boxing is like fucking 50 and like two like or like 34 and zero like they all get scripted set up fights but looks yeah. like jake paul's gonna be that guy we'll see if he actually so, fights a legitimate striker maybe at least a higher bit level just spitballing here, spitballing here. Who do you guys think he'll fight next or potentially fight next? I think he's oh, gonna any beef going around, lingering over the internet. He called out he he's called out some like professional fighters before. I think he's called he's, out like Mayweather and shit. No, Logan yeah, Paul. No, 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 no. He's no, gonna Logan, call out Mayweather. He's gonna call out Pacquiao. Conor McGregor. No, his his brother. His brother Logan is is fighting Mayweather. Like that's happening. Which is gonna be really interesting because Logan's a big guy. And Mayweather's like a fucking midget. So I, I'm, that's going to be interesting. Um, before Askren accepted it, he actually did call out McGregor. But I think McGregor's actually serious about being a champion again. But honestly, McGregor would whoop his ass because McGregor's a legitimate elite striker. Like, at the end of the day, McGregor, I would arguably say, won a round on Mayweather on one of those. I think it was a third or fourth I mean, round. I think you can arguably say he won a round, which means a lot because yeah. Mayweather's the greatest bo- greatest defender in history. Probably one of the best boxers ever. So I think he's going to fight That's gonna somebody be some to Ben. Man. It's going to be somebody Ben Askren level. I think he's going to keep on. I think he's going to stick with the MMA. I think he's going to stick with the MMA guy, but I think he's going to dabble in maybe somebody a little bit of a better striker because Askren just was not a striker. But I, I don't think yeah. he's going to, I don't think he's going to jump straight to, uh, elite striker in the UFC, but maybe like a a guy who's really heavy wrestling and just I wouldn't be surprised if he fights Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley was at the fight. He was uh, in Ben Askren's corner. That'd be know. a good fight. That'd be a good <laughs> fight. I think Tyron Woodley would rock his ass. But and yo, so here here's the thing, right? So it's whatever. Like obviously, you know, you know, not many people are gonna take you know this guy Jake Paul serious as a boxer, but. It's still amazing what he's doing, and oh, it's impressive. He's making himself, a, he's making himself a credible fighter, drawing in a yeah. large audience, whether he's good or not, and he's generating all this revenue, yeah, and talking trash, building all this hype, and it, people genuinely want to see it, yeah. You know, creating this fake beef with celebrities, calling <laughs> people out, and these are fights that people want to see. Why? Because it's entertaining. Whether it's real or fake, it's funny to us. <laughs> I, I will people, say this too. Are going to tune in. Like, come on, real quick, real quick. You got your point. Him versus Nate Robinson—that's the most random thing I've ever heard in my life. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. If you're, so yeah. Ra- if you're a retired NBA player, are you one of the smallest <laughs> NBA players I ever played? I don't even know how that got set up, but. Yeah. Carry on, Julian. Nate well, Robinson wanted to, Nate Robinson wanted to play football too, so he's like one of these athletes that like Nate Robinson would have got Nate Robinson would have got destroyed in football. It's gonna be someone completely out of left field. It's gonna be because now people are calling him out. There's no more. Yeah. You don't need to call people out. People want to fight because one is money opportunity. 
It's you know what I mean? Market opportunity, your name's gonna get out there. So people are gonna start reaching out to him. Yeah. Start trash talking here and there. Cause why not? That's what they're saying. You know what? I think I can take this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And, it's crazy. And Jake Paul's defense, I will say, Jake Paul is he's pretty good. Like he's at, yeah. I mean, he's trained with professional coaches for probably about three years now. So Jake Paul is no scrub. So I mean, like, he's I, I, serious, as you yeah, he's, he's, he's taking, taking it. Serious. Very, it was hilarious though. When he, after that fight, yeah. yeah, you know what I It's mean? funny though. After the fight, everybody was making memes. It's like Jake Paul, after he knocks out your dad and then he like takes a picture, like LeBron holding the trophy, just crying. Like, <laughs> I, was like, like I was like, why is he taking this so hard? But like, um, like he like it's won funny, the fucking bro. world series. But anyway, it's like he's actually like a good fighter, so that's why I don't think. First off, it's it's not it wouldn't even be right for him to just take a normal guy. I don't. He's at the level where it's just it's wrong. It needs to be another celebrity. It needs to be another he, fucking YouTuber or something. You know, no, I don't. I don't think anybody. I think he's at the point where he's he's too good. You think he's gonna go legit like into the, like the? Well, box first off, too, I think well. Really, I think the most money is if he's going to actually fight. He's not going to fight a legit boxer. There's no way. No way in hell he's fighting a legit boxer. Um, one, because boxing stars aren't as big. I think, really, his lane is sticking to fighting MMA fighters. Just, like, low-level striking MMA fighters. Like, I really think that's the route he goes because I think that's the most equivalent of what he's going to get. Because if he fights a legitimate boxer, even if they're amateur, he's going to get his ass kicked because it's just a different sport. But Where's... Where's Butterbean? And I think Where's he's he, he's too, <laughs> and then he's too good to just fight another YouTuber or somebody. Like, look at Nate Robinson. Nate Robinson, like, he could have died out there, dude. Like, he, like it was he bad. Did look like he did. He did. So he's gonna fight some low tier. Like, he's gonna fight like a a bigger name. Like, like honestly, Askren was like the perfect thing because he was like a big name guy in the MMA world, but he couldn't strike. Yeah, if they can find them. another guy like that, like I said, like a Tyrod Woodley. That would fucking sell, like yeah. big time. Like that would probably. Willie, if he's hurting for the money, you know what I mean. Tyron <laughs> he probably is, dude. He's gotten rocked Yo, like you, four times in a row. What do you guys think? What if What if Fifty Cent get in on the action here? No, Fifty Cent oh, yeah. wouldn't do that, man. Fifty Cent's no, more interested oh, yeah. in his business. He's a businessman. He's not a fucking. He Fifty Cent isn't he like a billionaire? Isn't he like a billionaire though? Listen, that's yeah. business. And uh, fifty, he you know, he, he's a big dude. He has some experience. I don't he's think he needs that money. money. I don't think fifty's not hurting for money, dog. Because he's what's going to happen is Jake Paul is going to be he's going to be one promoting the fight. So whoever it is, it I don't think it's going to be somebody like bigger than him in like status because he's going to be the one promoting. He looks like he's kind of yeah. in the pocket of that whole thriller stuff, and like it's like like Mayweather has uh, the fuck is his promotion Golden called? Boy. Golden no, Boy. that's Oscar De La Hoya. Um, Mayweather has his Mayweather? fucking oh money, cash money, 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 money teams. Right? Well, money teams is his his thing, but I don't know if that's what his promotion's called. Whatever. Like, anyways, like if it's a Mayweather fight, he's putting it on. That's why boxers make so much money because there is no league or anything. They promote themselves, so yeah. it looks like what whoever Jake Paul's taking on, he's gonna be like getting the cut. He's gonna be on the promoting it. Like that's yeah. what's gonna end up happening. I feel like. We had a good discussion there. I want to end it because it was just a circus. I mean, it was just fun entertainment. It was, for me, it was fun on Twitter. It's the same I'm on the so glad I paid for it. I feel bad for oh, anybody who paid for that shit. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just to move on real quick, I just want to talk real quick about NFL. Uh, uh, over the past weekend, Sam Darnold got traded from the Jets to Carolina. 
Um, and, you know, obviously Jets have the number two pick. And this probably means that the Jets are probably going to get a quarterback. So, um, JoJo or Julian, who do you think? Uh, I mean, next week we're going to talk about more about the draft because the draft is coming up next week. Next but, uh, week is our live draft show. We're going to be going on live during the draft and so, going through so each we'll, pick. Yeah, we'll we'll do our predictions, our our mock drafts. I'm going to get um, shit faced. <laughs> Gabe's probably going to rage because they're going to take Trey Lance. Like, oh, man, <laughs> honestly, I think the Jets are going to go with Zach Wilson. Oh, 100 percent. It's pretty much locked in at this. They're point. going with Zach Wilson, and Zach yeah. Wilson just signed with Nike. I don't know if you guys heard that. Did he the news today? He signed with uh, Nike. Trevor Lawrence, I think, just signed with Adidas, I believe. Was he with the uh, in what was Carolina? Oh, South, uh, yeah, I think he signed South with Carolina. Adidas. South Carolina, I think they're. Are they? I think they're. They're not Nike. Um, what are you anyways. talking about? No, just uh, the college to school, but it doesn't matter because now he's a pro now. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah, uh, this is that, an individual contract. Yeah. 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 But so going yeah. forward, yeah, yeah, going forward, the. It will be in Carolina, Sam uh, uh, Sam Darnold. So you're saying Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson? We pretty much agree. I think that's happening. I think I think the draft starts at three. I think yeah. I'm. I mean, the 49ers should take Justin Fields if they take Trey Lance. Whoever goes to the 49ers, they're going to be successful because Kyle Shanahan is just like a whisperer, dude. Like anybody who plays with, look what he did with Jimmy Garoppolo, man, and Matt Ryan, like. Like RG three, like anybody, any Kirk Cousins, every quarterback he's been with, he's either gone to the Super Bowl with, or, or had won the playoff. Yeah, like I would arguably say the whole reason why the Falcons even made it to the Super Bowl that year before they lost horrendously was because of Kyle Shanahan, Matt Ryan being able to work together and like put together something nice. But as for Sam Darnold, Sammy D, man. I don't know. I mean, hey, he definitely listen, needed. We all know it. he has potential, right? Just we we're blaming the system. He had a shit. So he is, he had a shit is, situation. This is his opportunity now, right? Let's see what his talent brings. Let's see his leadership skills. There's no more blaming. I was playing with yeah. the Jets and this and that. He's he's in a better situation. He's not in the greatest situation, but he's in a better situation. He's got a good coaching staff. I will say that. I mean, he's got Joe Judge as the offensive coordinator, which was uh, the offensive coordinator for Joe Burrow down in LSU, where they had one of the greatest offenses in college history. Then you have Matt Rule, who everybody likes to see this guy as like the second coming of Jesus because he's turned around franchises like Baylor, which I thought was kind of weird how that did somehow granted him like complete control of the Carolina Panthers. But we'll see. I mean, so everybody raves about that coaching staff in Carolina. So we'll see if they actually do something. Christian, Christian, Christian McCaffrey's going to come back. He's going to be healthy. So that'll be nice to have. He's got, yeah. he's still got Robbie Anderson, which I actually had in my fantasy team last year, who actually put him work for me. I learned his name last season. Um, and they I think they got D another veteran. They have they DJ another Moore. Veteran. They have DJ okay. Moore. And then my guess, they're taking a receiver, I think. I don't I, – I mean, I think Kyle Pitts would be perfect for them, but I don't see if – there's no way Kyle Pitts gets up there. If anything, I could see Miami taking Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about it next week, baby. Let's say we'll put the show. Let's the, the content all right, next all right. week. But anyways, <laughs> whoever, whoever Carolina gets – uh, it's definitely going to be a weapon. So I think Sam Darnold, this is his chance to prove it. Yeah. If not, I don't know if he can, though. We'll see that. Surround him with weapons. All right. 
We're going to go through real quick. Just want to talk about soccer because I saw the game this week. Uh, Inter-Miami FC is a brand new uh, soccer franchise here in Miami. Right. They're playing out of Lockhart Stadium, which is now called, I think it's called Drive Pink Stadium or something. Yeah, Drive um, Pink Stadium, <laughs> which makes and sense. And they, they opened up with LA Galaxy, which is... They were supposed to play them before the COVID shutdown all happened. That was supposed to be their old game, uh, you know, their home opener. Uh, there was? The COVID. Yeah, they were supposed to play them last year. Um, well, I know they so, had the one game in LA, the FC, but that was before the shutdown. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, so this is actually their first be, inaugural home game, even though yeah, they had home games before, but it was locked down. And, you no, know, obviously, fans. the LA tie is David Beckham used to play in the LA Galaxy now he's the owner of the Miami team, and yep. uh, they ended up they ended up winning, and they were they're actually pretty good. Um, I saw I no, saw they, the first half of the, the Galaxy one. No, oh, the first oh the first half uh, I ended up seeing they, Ch- Chicharito went off. Chicharito. Oh, Chicharito! That's right. I did. Okay, I remember about Chicharito. They put him in the news. Yeah, Chicharito, uh, Chicharito. scored two goals to to win the game. You see, Tom Brady yeah. was there. Tom Brady was at, at uh, the no stadium. Way. Yeah, he was out there. Mm-hmm. He was at the game. I guess he's friends with like David Beckham and stuff. Tom Brady was out there. Um, somebody else was out there that was big name. I don't remember, but yeah, that was uh, that was a pretty good game. Miami looks like they could do well. They got some um some transfers over. Um, yeah, see what they can do. Interested, but as for bigger soccer news, uh, the Super League that was proposed by the top eight or no top ten teams. Well, I think it was like 12, 10, 10 or twelve. Yeah, something like that, and. I Jojo, thought what at first, oh, Jojo, you got Yeah, because Jojo's the one, uh, he kind of heard the news and he wanted to bring up the topic of the Super League going on. Yeah, basically, you know, tagging on what you guys are saying, it was 12 clubs, right? So 12 clubs agreed to form their own competition with other clubs to follow. So the best teams, basically baseball terms or basketball terms for those out there, it's like taking the top franchises. You got LA, you got the Celtics, you got you know the heat you know what i mean you got golden state you got all the best teams out there forming their own league for them to have their own you know competition their their high level standards everything like that and that's where the money's gonna revolve around and people don't understand what that you know what that would do for like the fan impact overall for the game and everything like that like it does it's not the best idea so julian what what did you what did you find like what did you hear about uh the super league or what are your thoughts on it well, at first I thought it was awesome, but then as I kind of like read and like looked into it, I realized, oh yeah, it's probably not the best idea because the problem is you're then excluding a lot of the lower level clubs that have the possibility to come up and yeah. make a name for themselves. Because a lot of people look point to like Manchester City, for example, who were one of the proposed teams. 1999, they were uh, they were in Division Two. They weren't even in like the EPL like yeah. or the the highest level of the EPL same I believe with like Chelsea and like other teams like and uh so what I guess the people I think I've noticed that are getting affected the most is especially the English league because the English league is arguably probably the most competitive out of all the yep. European leagues because uh because uh, there's more like bigger names in England uh, versus like Spain. You only kind of have the three like Atletico, Real, Barcelona, Italy. You kind of have Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan. And then I don't even think PSG was in there. Um, none, yeah, of the Ger- none of the German teams are in there, which was kind of surprising. I'm surprised you didn't see Bayern Munich in there. But 
uh yeah i guess it, yeah it kind of takes somebody put a i was listening to pat mcafee and they put it in a great like um the way because they brought in somebody from england one of like a reporter or analyst over there who covers the premier league um is like imagine like the best example would be college like college football imagine if you had alabama florida oregon uh Ohio State, Clemson, all those guys come in for which would be fucking awesome. Like <laughs> it would be awesome. Yeah, but the problem they, they call- is you 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 lose some of the teams who have been able to make a name for themselves. But remember, we we're talking about it during March Madness. Like sometimes those teams that go in yeah. there, like like uh, Oral Roberts, their program has changed forever now. Yeah. Now they're able to do something. BCU was changed ten years ago. So it's like you see it yeah, mostly man. in basketball. But like look at the Cincinnati Bearcats this past year in college football. They're ranked eight. And they were not in a power five and they, they got to ranked eight. So it's like, you're kind of, you're eliminating the chance for people to kind of make a name for themselves and like, and do something and like kind of change that and turn that program around as much as it'd be awesome from a fan perspective. I can see, well, depending on what kind of fan you are, depending if you're, yeah. if you're a fan of like one of well, the big teams, that one thing. Here's a list of like potential threats, you know, to dive in a little deeper there. So leagues could ban teams from domestic competition. If they go ahead with this move, uh, UEFA intends to ban players involved from representing their national teams. So yeah, that's UEFA. A big mm-hmm. And then a World Cup and Euros could be impacted as well. So you, it's you bigger know, than I'm just creating the league, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know it would be funny too? It was like the guy put brought up, he's like, if this shit goes through, best believe, the first thing I was looking for is how I can make money on this. He's like, best believe I'm putting a shit ton of money on Germany. Because they don't have a team in there. <laughs> so, like, they're going to keep all their great, their best players. Right. Right. And Brazil's going to lose, because Brazil's going to lose a lot of their players. Argentina's yeah. going to lose their players. They're not going like, to be able to go back and forth and play with both mm-hmm. or represent the national yeah. team. So, you know what I mean? Yo, World Cup is going to be different. Well, that's because FIFA doesn't like it. FIFA doesn't. And FIFA is notoriously one of the most corrupt organizations. It's, it's FIFA, NCAA, and... um. And just boxing as a whole are like three of the most corrupt like fucking sports out there. Like organizations. Yeah, yeah. yeah organizations. Even though boxing's not really an organization, but you know what I mean. But yeah. What, what, what I kind of got from it was just kind of they don't want to like share revenue, right? They, like you said, they're taking the best teams in the league and they're just separating them. Like they're just making a like you said, a super league, whatever. You know, imagine taking just like the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Cardinals or whatever, the best teams of whatever best sport and they're like okay screw y'all y'all we don't want to share money with y'all because y'all suck and y'all don't bring in yeah. that money we're we're the money makers here so we're and now imagine money. in baseball terms right if what would, if that would affect the same way for for soccer like if the they can't represent the national team with a world baseball classic then who yeah. are they pulling these guys from not from the yeah. mlb if they yeah. well, that. the thing too to like to make it the reason why it's more like college and less like professional because you got to remember there in europe there is no collegiate level like you do U17 leagues and you do like their academy teams and stuff like that. So if these super leagues are continuing to get the best players in their academy and stuff like that, it's kind of like Alabama constantly getting top five-star recruits, constantly, which they already do. But like yeah. now you're all these like power five or whatever power 12 teams, like the big 10, what? Like the big 12, what? Pac-12, what? Like, you know, you bring in all these big names from like each conference, like, you kind of eliminate like all those smaller schools that could do something, but now they're losing funding because they're not getting the bigger games. They're not having the opportunity to bring in bigger players to make a name for themselves and all stuff. 
So it's it's I wild. Think, it sounds great on paper, and I think it's well, great from my perspective. Out today, so two yeah, yeah, I was gonna say today they're supposed to meet. I guess they're meeting in person somewhere because there's a lot of protests going on, especially in England. I saw uh, people putting. Well, up, they're hey, the ones getting affected the they, most, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Chelsea was involved, and all these all these other all these other teams. People went out and actually protested, like. Yo, if y'all gonna do this, then you know we're not gonna be fans anymore. So apparently they met tonight, and like you said, JoJo, that two two teams pulled out, two of the twelve teams pulled out. So uh, it's going forward. It's looking like you know the owners they want to make this move where, like you said, they want to make a super super league team, but kind of the fans went against it, and I don't think it's gonna happen. Like like you said, there's too many repercussions uh, and, uh, going forward with as far as the players uh, and and the fans go. And mind you, Bye. quick point like. Another thing, too, is, like, you got to take in consideration that, like, since these pe- since these teams, they're in their own separate leagues as well. So the only time they ever play each other is during the, um, the Champions League. I mean, the, well, yeah. the Champions League. Um, so those teams are automatically disqualified from the Champions League. But, <clears throat> but the thing is, um, especially in England, they take their games more serious mm-hmm. against other premier teams. Versus like, like diehard Chelsea fans and Manchester United fans. Like, sure, they like going against Real Madrid or Barcelona or uh, Juventus or whatever. But what really matters to them is facing Fulham or facing uh, Arsenal. Like that, those games. Those are traditions. And like, I mean, those that league has been around since like the 1800s and like their grandparents, grandparents have been like, I mean, you get fought in the streets. It's one of the most yeah. like, like deadliest games to go to because like people yeah. get jumped Soccer and shit. All the, like it, <laughs> it they don't fuck around. So it's not, yeah. it, that's what there, makes there's it like a whole, That's why England's whole, like, against it the most. There's a whole like community, like, you know, where you grow up and you know, you grow up in a neighborhood, you always root for the whatever team. It's like a whole community, like, ecosystem like economy that's built around these teams and like you said it goes back traditionally to like you know the 1800s they go to pubs and they watch these like things religiously like you know what i mean they like like it's church or something i think um, all the english teams are gone but all those other teams are staying i would not yeah. be surprised you see all those other teams stay we, i think that might happen see. we shall see going forward um so i just want to bring that up as far as soccer real quick i just want to bring up the panthers panthers are on the prowl uh, they're overall number four in the league right now. They're playing the Jackets. They were beating them five one. I don't know if they won the game. The game is over. It was the third quarter, uh, the third period when I last saw the score. Um, but like I said, Panthers they're the real deal. Uh, I think uh, they're playing the Blue Jackets now. But next day they play Carolina, which Carolina is a top team. It's one of the toughest teams. Um, so that's kind of you know kind of like a playoff preview because we're not in the playoffs yet. We still have like another maybe month of games. So I think the last game's the eighth. Uh, not even a month. We got like a couple weeks left. Like three weeks left, yeah. two weeks left. I probably been I probably been watching them the most, more than basketball. Um, and I think they're they're like nine and four the last thirteen. Gabe so, really uh diving deep into hockey. Yo, huh? man, I he love really listen, diving deep into we hockey. We actually bro. got a good fucking team now. We actually got a, like a nice team. You know what I mean? We had a couple of injuries, a couple of bad losses. We lost to the Lightning last week, which was a tough loss. But uh, I think we came back on um, on the series. Which again, the Tampa Bay Lightning—they just won, you know, they won last year. So Five. yeah, right now we're tied with Carolina still, but Carolina has the edge because they have the less losses, but they played less so, games. I just, I just want to bring up their names. I'm still watching it, you know. I'll bring you updates. Hopefully, JoJo, one of these days. I know you got to go yo, on I'm vacation. I'm feeling the passion over here, Gabe. I love when, it, yo. Keep, when you come back going, from bro. vacation, let's keep go to that, a game. Keep, keep that hockey drive going. We're going. We're going to the right. playoffs, dude. We're going to a playoff game. There's no way I want right. to go to a hockey playoff game, like. 
because we're pretty much we're going to clinch it. Like, there's no way, and it's going to be high seed, so definitely going to be home saw- ice advantage. That's it for the Panthers. That's it for the Panthers. Let's talk about baseball now because we brought it up kind of a little bit earlier. All right, uh, JoJo, if you can, you know, I'm wearing my shirt. I, obviously, this is what we were talking about go. earlier. Wearing my Yankee shirt. Bro, What's going on with as, the Yankees? As much man? as I love representing the Yankees and everything right now, we do have to own up to how we're playing. Not playing the best. I'll tell you that right now. Right now, guys, 5-10, and ten, last place in our division. But, um, you know, Cashman State's, you know, patience over panic right now. We're not going to make any adjustments. It's still early on in the season, obviously. Uh, we're pretty much slacking in our hitting, you know, all the above, man. Our, we have one pitcher right now. And Cole, he's the one putting all the work and everything. But right now, a few little stats here. Yankees are averaging one homer every 30.7 at-bats compared to last year, every 20.4 at-bats. So and out of every 20 at-bats last season, we had at least a home run compared to 30 this season. With the heavy hitters we have, we have like five of the best hitters in the league on the same team. But we're in a really tough division right now. It's surprisingly, I don't even know how. I looked it up today. I was looking at Boston is in first place. 11-6, you know, yeah. Bro, and then you got the Rays and um, the Blue Jays, which, you know, majority of our games, we had a couple series against those teams, and we're losing directly to the teams in our division. That's hence why we're in last place with that record. You know, obviously going against uh, the Rays, who made it to the World Series last year. Blue Jays, young, explosive, offensive team. They're playing really great right now, so I give them credit. But right now, I'm not worried, to be honest. Yeah. 15 games in, you already know baseball, man. You got yeah. a long season, and, you know, hopefully it turns around. You just got to believe in what you got, which we got We got players, man. We got names. We got everything. They just got to perform. Hopefully my White Sox picks. Hope you're White Sox. You were for the White Sox? You're a White Sox No, fan? that was my pick, like, in the beginning of the season. I don't know. I never know pick. Julian's baseball team, bro. I, I no, that was my – remember how we did predictions of, like, who we think – like, White Sox were my sleeper team. I wanted to see they're, – they're 9-9 nine and nine right now, though. I'm still watching the Padres. I think Padres, they came up – there's a bad play I saw the other day that uh, they had. Uh, the 10-8. But speaking to the Yankees, just looking at the point differential, I mean, the point differential is not bad. As far as runs allowed is 64, which is not too bad, which, uh, you know, Jojo, you brought up the Tampa Bay Rays, who won the World Series last year. Tampa Bays yeah. has given up well, eight. Well, they went. They didn't win. Dodgers won. But yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah they went yeah. to the, the World Series. Um they gave up 82 runs uh, so far this year, and they're minus 10, but they're still above the Yankees. And yeah, the Yankees, man. So what's keeping the Rays alive, man, is, is their pitching. You saw their pitching, very strategic last, last season. They kept the games close enough where, you know, they allowed their hitting to give them a chance to, to win the games. And they, they didn't lose anybody very, either, very right? Good. They didn't lose anybody in their bullpen, right? I can't remember. I, I, I had to well, look at the roster. Head, I'm not sure. They made some moves, resigned some people. I, but, yeah, uh, I don't. Still I think they great. kept everybody. I mean, right now, obviously, you know, speaking for the Yankees, man, uh, you, you don't want to lose against the teams of your division because that's when it comes down to playoff time. Those are the guys you're going against for that playoff spot. So, yeah, I think I the mean, biggest we tonight, I got the over vacation. We beat the Braves. Yeah. So, something to cheer about over here. But it's like to get into other teams, not, you know, not just with the Yankees. Surprisingly, with Marlins, how you feel, Gabe? Seven and eight right now. The Marlins, seven, okay. So they're, they're, right they're, they're actually turning it around because they're seven, what, one no, and five. They're one but and here, five, I think, aren't they? Here's the one thing that I see with Sparta Marlins. So um, just to recap, because last week we had been off for like a week. Last week we did go to a Marlins game. We, uh, who did that play? They played um, – what game did we see? Cardinals. 
Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah, correct. yeah, they're six yeah, and they're four in the last ten games. So they've actually been above five hundred these last ten games. They've been they've been kind of turning around. Granted, so mind you, only two, only two games behind, did, only two well, games behind first place, and they started a whole uh, series against the Rays. Like that was their home opener series. Yeah, the home so. opener series. Which they lost the first games, but here's the thing: as far as the models, the biggest critiques that I have is um, probably the hitting and the bullpen, um, because um, while they are an exciting team, they do have a f- few couple fun players. You know, Jazz Chisholm is a fun player. Um, Miguel Duval. Rojas is the veteran. Duval. 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 He went Duval. off the other day. <laughs> he went off. Yeah, he did. He has been going off. Bro, this guy's on a tear right now. He's probably one of the best players on the team. Top two right now. Top two. Yeah. But Top one of the, the biggest things I see with the Marlins uh, so far, I can tell, is just like they're not scoring the amount of runs, which is a huge problem uh, because, A, you know, the baseball is you got to score more runs. You know, any, any, any game. You got to score more runs, more points than the other team. And uh, if you can't hit around, you're getting stuck in these low, low-scoring games, 4-3, 2-0, whatever, then, you know, it's kind of tough, you know. That, that puts more pressure on the bullpen. Which and that's why, yeah, that's when it comes down to the pitching. You know, it's going to yeah, be a pitcher's duel, so. And that puts more pr- pressure on the bullpen. And I, so far, as far as the relievers, I haven't been super impressed. I do like our starters, some of our starters, uh, Acantara and uh, Pablo Lopez. Um, you know, these guys throw hard, and they're throwing well so far. Um, so far, we haven't been hit by injury. We, you know, the season just started, so. Um but the bullpen, I'm very – these guys, uh, I'm very afraid of, like, people who can go deep that you can go in there some, you know, people that you can rely on. Um, so I'm I'm a, I'm a kind of wait and see right now. You know, I, I do, like – I do have a couple players that I do like, but I'm kind of like just wait and see. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't think they're going to make a run. I think they had, a, you know, when they – they had, like, a little run at the end, obviously, the, when they went on to beat Chicago, they went out, you know, that wild card play, and they were able to go play Atlanta. Um, but I don't see the same amount of right now, just for right now. You know, I mean, it, anything could change. Baseball is ebbs and flows week to week. So uh, as of right now, I, I just don't see enough hitting and, and I don't have I don't have enough trust in the bull. I, I will be. I actually am a, a little surprised, but their uh, their run scored is actually second in the division. And they actually are the only team in the National East that have a, a plus uh, run differential. They're wow. plus three. Everybody else is minus. Five-year plan. Listen, they, so they got, they got 66 runs scored, 63 runs allowed, and they're the only team in the division that are that uh, that are above, which is kind of surprising. I was I did not expect yeah. that. Another team right now who's playing their, their kind of baseball, Dodgers, man. That's, this is where the Yankees got to be at right now. They're 14-4. and four. Obviously, I'm a little disappointed. The Yankees are the West right now. But uh, fourteen and four, man, they they're coming for another title. And San Francisco, they're making a turnaround. San Francisco's yeah, there. They had a couple down years, man. Yeah, but again, been, it, obviously, early on in the season, right now, first they're ten and six. So, so they're ten and six. So they're kind of turning man, around. Okay, yo, Yankees got to win tonight. <laughs> we got to keep that ball rolling, boy. We got to keep that. We got to. We had a lot of disappointing games, man. And I'm like, I'm watching these games, a little hype, a little stressed out towards the end. You know, we're leaving. You know, people stranded on base. Right, we're getting hit into double plays when we need clutch hits. It's just not happening right now. Just literally, the hitting's not clicking, and that's that's what it is, man. With this team, we're we're not hitting. Yeah. And one of the We're things I hitting. want to bring up, I think they're scoring 55 runs. So they 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 score 55, which is like subpar of the rest of the division. As Holy far as like, shit. You know, Wait, you, want to, yo, you guys want to hear something crazy? Oh, I was, this, I, was oh, like, go ahead. this was like last week, right, with the Yankees. Um, 
We were we were, it was one of the games against the Blue Jays. We were the only team without a run in the first inning until Aaron Judge hit a home run in the first inning. Yeah. We were the only team left without a run in the first inning. And you, you think, you, you know, your first – took a homer. Yeah, you think your first few batters will be your best best hitters in the game, right? You put them first, you, right? You want them yeah, to exactly. Yeah. So that, that explains the struggle. It took us about two, three weeks to get a run in the in the what's first the, inning. What's the order? What's their order? The batting order? It's got to be uh, Judge. Well, judge batting two. Yeah. Nah, he's, they moved them up to two. Judge? Yep. I'm surprised they didn't do Judge at three and then uh, John Carlo at four. Well, he's been in and out, you know. Uh, they got situation. Matthew. DHs. They got uh, LaMatthew, Judge, Gardner, Stan. LeMayu. DJ LeMayu. Oh, so, oh, so they do have Stan for, I guess. By the way, Boston has a tw- is 24-point uh, run differential. They're plus 28. Yankees are minus 7. The best is the Dodgers, plus 38 run differential. That's insane. Bro, that offensive power in the Dodgers these last that's years. Ins- that's insane. Games. They're 6-0 so, at home. But that was us last year. We definitely have the lineup for it, bro. We got LeMayu. We won the batting title last year. Aaron Judge, you already know what he can do. Uh, right now, uh, Brett Garner got subbed in. He was playing. You got Stanton, Glaber Torres, Ford, Sanchez. He was in a slump last season. He's kind of coming back now. He has a couple home runs, uh, a couple hits. Urshela, like we, we're there, man. You know, we're waiting for our boy Luke Voigt to get back. He's injured. You know, he led in home runs last season. So we got some offensive power. It's just not clicking right now. We shall see. As the baseball season continues, you know, it just got started. We've only been – has it even been a month yet since the game started? Bro, 20 games. Yeah, no. 20 games. Not even a month. I think so. April 1st. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I just want to get uh, into our next subject, which is NBA uh, – the biggest news, I guess, over the weekend or over the past weekend was LaMarcus Aldridge. Obviously, he made news, a big splash when he decided he was a free agent uh, and he signed. You know, we had that thing where he might go to the Heat, but he ended up going to the Nets. But then, like, even less than a week later, uh, he decides to retire because I guess he had a, a heart issue going on with him. So LaMarcus Aldridge, oh, yeah. obviously, a yeah. big, you know, a huge player. I think, you know, he had a. You know, it's probably at the end of, you know, he's an older guy. And, you know, obviously he's going to the Nets. Probably a team that's going to make the playoffs. Probably is more than likely to win the whole damn thing. Um, but uh, obviously he retires. So what do you think that kind of impact makes on the on the Nets going forward? Uh, Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I don't think he was really going to put much work honestly, in. That honestly, team was doing just yeah. fine with him. He was just going to... He was just going to ride the backpack. He was just going to sit back there. He's going to get zipped up. He's going to be a little warm, a little cozy. He got his back, the hoodie on. Like he was, he was just chilling in that backpack. He was vibing, bro. Not saying he wasn't good or anything, but like you said, what effect does it have on that Nets team? Nothing. Nothing. Honestly, he he maybe would have scored like maybe like six points. He he was there on average to, to grab some rebounds. And be you a know, body. I, he was there to be a body against Joel. Body in the pain, you know. Yeah. As I say, he might get like four or six points a game. You know, force some fouls on some players. But that's fine because, you know, every player has to find their role. Like, you know, he had very good years, you know, early on, you know, oh, was he, with the Trailblazers. And, you know, respect to him. But him on that Nets team, bro, they didn't even need him in the first place. And they still got him. I've been watching yeah, Nets basketball. Just, How's uh, Blake Griffin? Is he actually getting playtime? 
Yeah, he is. He actually dunked like, a couple. Well, not. I haven't been. I haven't been. He finally he's dunked. Still, he's still yeah. dunking, bro. No, listen. That dunk, <laughs> that first dunk you mentioning, he he already did that last month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I've been out the way. He's dunked multiple times now. Everybody thought he was well. He played the game. He made everybody believe he was washed when he wasn't washed. <laughs> he just wanted out. So, I mean, he's playing. He's playing pretty good. You know, obviously, he's he's, he's doing his thing, man. I wasn't but, like, sure if he was even a starter. Like, is he a starter? He's in a starting lineup. I I think so because uh what you call it still out. Um they played uh the Heat. Actually, he had a big win over the Nets last week. Uh because Harden was out and I think KD came out uh, not K- yeah, KD came out of the first quarter or something. So it was just Kyrie and uh the rest of the team. And uh, they had a you know a big win a couple, you know, last week. Um so you know he's gotta he's gotta be playing. playing. He's gotta be playing. You no, know, like that their whole core four or whatever big three, they're they're not even playing a lot together. Uh, you know, a lot of the a lot of players are sitting out for whatever reason. You know, KD is you know injuries here and there. Kyrie taking time out. Uh, you know, Harden. You know, with his injuries, and they're still playing pretty good. Well, that sounds so, like I feel like every time I hear the, the Nets, like anything with KD or I'll, I just feel like they're like never playing, just hurt. Like I, I feel like I always hear that. Like they're just not. There's two ways you can look at this. There's two ways you can look at this, right? So a lot of they're not playing together. They're still winning, right? They're all not out there. So it's like they're you can look at it as all right, maybe they won't have the chemistry they need in the playoffs to make that finals run, or they're just gaining extra rest. So when playoff time comes, they're just gonna smoke everybody because they're all gonna be on the court. You know what? Now that you I'll say now that you bring that up though, like it's one thing if they've already played together, but they haven't at all. So it's like who's gonna be that number one guy? Like I guess it has I mean, to be. They, they, they got a couple games under their belt, but I know what you mean. You know, not like, enough. But man. when it comes down to like playoff time, like can James Harden handle probably being second fiddle to KD because they might give him the ball or or vice versa? Like I, I see Kyrie being a supplemental player, and I think he knows how to be one, being winning that championship with LeBron. But KD yeah. and Harden have been the guy, like their their careers so far i mean james harden I mean, hasn't been like backup since he was in oklahoma which is a fucking years ago now honestly that's i like, don't think that's gonna be an issue because i know when they all decided to join together they you know that's gonna come to mind so yeah. i personally feel like it's not gonna be an issue between these guys i mean i know everyone's gonna want the last shot but i i feel like they believe in one another to hit that last shot we've seen what katie's done in high pressure moments we know what james harden can do and we've seen kyrie hit one of the most clutch shots in nba and, finals history in 2016 so i don't think you could go wrong either way yeah, yeah. it's just like but, next man up like if one one guy yeah. one guy goes down it's like okay then we got kd oh yeah. kd's down guess, okay we got harden okay I guess he's my down. only okay, thing is kyrie. like since they've never like like this is their first season together. Like I'm curious to see how it works out. Like if it, you know, if, if think, this was next season, I wouldn't worry about it. Like it's yeah. whatever. They already have that experience together. But like, like you said, they haven't really got a whole lot of like reps together, especially once it starts hitting a hundred percent when it comes to playoff time. Like I'm curious to see so, how that works out. Honestly, I feel like uh, the coach is gonna make a decision. Probably like who's playing the best that game. Who got who's who got the hot hand mm-hmm. right now. You know what I mean? That's that's why I feel like he's gonna get the ball. Whoever has the hot hand that game. Let's go, Steve Nash. <laughs> speaking of speaking of hot hands and and buzzer beaters, uh, right now they're playing one thirty one one twenty nine over the Pelicans. They're winning with six seconds left in the fourth quarter. Kyrie Irving is thirty points, eight assists. 
let's see who else Guy is a walking Joe, bucket, bro. Joe Harris got 22 points. Blake Griffin got 16 points. So they're playing right now. In the last oh, Blake seconds. Griffin put in work. Yeah. yeah Yo, man, what's going been- on? Speaking of the Pelicans, what's going? On? I saw something with like Zion in the news. Like, did he say something so or just? Oh yeah, he. Yeah, I got gotcha, I got gotcha. <laughs> I didn't so see Zion it. I just saw his face. Jordan, he's a Jordan Brand athlete, and they're they unveiled his first signature shoe. Zion has his first signature shoe. So that's oh, why I thought it was something bad. Media and everything like that. I but thought it was something he, bad. I saw like Stephen A. like yelling at him about some yeah, shit. Yeah, wasn't he? Was like, he was. I th- was he playing the Knicks? I think he was playing the Knicks, and he was in New York, and he made a comment. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah, he, a, that, that, he would want to play there. Basically, we yeah, say he was like, like, that's one of his most, you know, entertaining, fun spots to play at MSG. So then like, we New all York, know yeah, the tank yeah. for Zion situation happened. <laughs> they end up dropping to three, and then they pick up RJ Barrett. But New York's hope. Was Zion the way you take yeah. for Tua? It was tank for Zion. And remember they lost. Yeah, they lost in that lottery because I think uh, somebody went above them because you know they, they do the lottery or whatever. I think it was like yeah, they got three. Fuck the yeah. lottery, dude. <laughs> Fuck the lottery. Well, listen, for all the Nick fans, all the Nick fans, everyone was sad, bro. They dropped yeah. to three in that lottery, and that's why they got RJ Barry at three, yeah. and then yeah, Zion dude. went number one, and John like Morant went number two. Yeah. How, how do you guys feel about the lottery? I feel like it's just stupid. Personally. Um. I, I would love for them to change it as far as lottery. Like, I think in my mind, I think I, I told you guys before, like, I feel like uh, the NBA should get rid of, like, East and West. Two two things to get to make the NBA more competitive or make uh, NBA uh, NBA fans more interested in the game. A, I think they should get rid of East and West. I think it should just be like soccer. It's just like all these teams are in this thing, are in this league, and whoever the top teams are, the top 16, those go in the playoffs and you do whatever mm-hmm. bracket like that. Get rid of East and West because it doesn't make sense anymore to me, in my opinion. Whatever, because that'll make me, you know, because me, you know, when they go play a West Coast team, they go play the Jazz, they go play the Lakers. Some I might stay up for the Lakers, but they're playing like a late game away, whatever. But if it's like they're playing like the fucking the Portland Trailblazer, they're playing fucking whoever. I'm like, yo, I'm going to bed. Like, I'll, I'll see the results. Honestly, later. that's kind of hype. No like, I'd be actually kind of down for that. This so top if, sixteen, you know, and you just rank it like March Madness, like yeah. one sixteen. Like, that might be pretty hype. Also, well, I think this is this goes across all leagues. So if you're gonna keep the the whatever the divisions, whatever divisions like are pointless. If you're gonna keep that, if you're gonna keep the divisions, then I say you should uh, benefit the second place team because always the you know the lottery picks always goes to the lowest team, whoever sucks the most, and, and you know that kind of promotes tanking. So like whatever you want to say, right. the Dolphins tank, the Jets tank, whatever. You should give higher ranking to the to whoever the to whoever is the team that didn't make the playoffs. So whoever, you know, let's say you have two teams that make the playoffs, whoever that third team is, you should give them priority over whatever because they're competitive enough, you know, that'll make teams going into the playoffs want to compete more. Even though even though you're not playing for a playoff spot, maybe you're playing for a fucking instead of tanking and trying to lose to get a spot, maybe you try to win to get a spot, you know what I mean? And it makes it makes uh fans more interested towards the end like yo y'all need to win like you, fuck this tanking shit if you give yeah. uh, that sub that sub placement uh more priority or over like lottery picks give them the yeah, first because either way you got uh, something to I, fight for if you're fighting for that playoff spot right and you don't get it then the next best thing is you're fighting for that lottery spot yeah see my least. my i don't see how that would work because the idea of getting the first overall pick is you're supposed to be the worst team so you're awarding somebody who won the first pick, then they're not actually the worst team. And the idea is to give it to the worst team. And but that's what I'm saying. And you, realistically, like yeah. players don't tank, you know yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. but I, I, I don't really like that because 
the whole idea is the the worst team should be awarded the best player. And the yeah, problem so is, I think it, is, and my thing is, real quick, like if you do the lottery system, like it is, I think you're gonna get that the same what the Sixers did. We're gonna do it year after year after year, you're gonna keep losing and just and get losing. in the top four. Saying. Versus like if you look at football, for example, like let's say the the Browns or like um, or like let's say the Jags, like we're not gonna be number one or even top five. Like we're gonna dip out of that. But the pro and like you're not just gonna like we're not gonna tank again next year, like, and I think the thing with basketball by having that lottery system, I think you're promoting things like the Sixers to keep on trying to like, because they're not gonna get if they would have just got the first overall pick one year, they might have not even been in the running again. Like, all right, they tanked that one year and that's it. But though they did it for like four years. So so you know how like you know you know especially with this COVID shit, they always allow more teams to come into the playoffs. So like, it's like, there's always, you know, teams in the hunt or there's teams in the wild card. And then there's teams in the hunt. What, what my idea is like just across all sports, whether baseball, basketball, you know, basketball, football, whatever. So whoever's like in the hunt. So there's, you know, whoever's like actually wins the wild card and they move on to the playoffs. You should award that team that was in the hunt, whoever, you know, figure out the order yeah. of how you I want see to what do you it. Mean, yeah. But to it. Julian, to Julian's point real quick, see, it's different. It works different in NFL, right? So it, it, is this how it works in NFL? Like the worst team, right? Worst record. They automatically get the number one pick, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. It goes in order yeah. of who is the worst okay, to the so best. Look, so here's the thing in the NBA, like I get what you're saying, but it's, it's different. So I feel like NFL, that would promote more tanking because you know, if you come in last place, you're guaranteed that yeah. first. NBA, it's a lottery, like you said. You have a percentage to get that number one pick. It doesn't guarantee it. Yes, like but, year after year, it's luck. It comes out to luck. Like, but yes, could, but you're the worst team, and you could get the fifth pick. Exactly. So then you, you do it again pick. next year to see if you can get a higher pick, just like what the Sixers did. And that's what I'm saying is well, most I mean, likely it, in like football, you tank you know once, I mean? and that's kind of it. The Dolphins are tanking; they're not doing it anymore. The thing is well, with the, how, the Sixers, why? 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 Because you like, got why, your guy you... that you wanted. You're more in tune to get the guy that you kind of want. But that's only like, like, I mean, that's I, not I guess around a whole team, though. And my, and my thing players. is, though, I don't think it's fair to use this lottery system when realistically, let's say the fucking who's the worst team right now. The and I'm not saying what, teams don't think, but what I'm saying yeah. is, it's if you know in the NFL. You're the worst team. Isn't that more incentive? Like, yo, if I'm the worst team, I'm getting that number one. But at NBA, like, again, you could be the worst team. You, but you like I said, though, no players don't tank. Players won't tank because they have a job that they have. They have. They still, they got to be on a team next year. You don't want to be a part of a team. So your, I, don't, I don't get your argument then. What I'm saying is you I don't think the lottery is fair. Organizations tank. Players don't tank. Right. Coaches don't so, tank. But what I'm saying is a lottery is not right because you can be the 10th worst team, like hypothetically, and get the first overall pick. You're not – you don't need the pick as much as somebody who's the worst team, which uh, – who's the, the Pistons or some shit. Like, yeah. And I think if you're having this lottery, you're keeping the yeah. shitty teams at the bottom because they're constantly relying on the lottery, but they're not actually getting, they're getting like, you know, six, fifth shit like that yeah. versus like, I mean, but you can say that in know, the NFL as well. And no, because look at this. Now we got Trevor Lawrence. This could forever change our franchise and we're not going to stick there at the bottom. Look at Cleveland. Cleveland's in the playoffs now because they had the first overall pick. They got Baker Mayfield and now they got a quarterback. The thing is, if you're constantly well, I mean, having Detroit, a couple of years, 
yeah but you still have that guy you have that guy though versus like if you're constantly the bottom tier but you're just not getting lucky in this random randomized draw you're just going to keep on getting stuck down there because you're not able to get the the best players to help you get out of that run because the idea is to cycle through teams I yeah. think I think the discussion is different, like depending on different sports, right? Because football team, you know, one guy doesn't necessarily change it. You know, we talk about quarterbacks, or whatever. But in football, because there's so many positions, right? There's eleven positions on each side. Mm-hmm. So and you're one the one guy, that promotes saying, which, if anything, basketball good. means oh, like, more. Bas- yeah, and basketball your one player is going to turn the whole franchise around in one year. Yeah, but in so basketball, like, already, so if you get your one player right, you're the worst team, and then next. Next year, you see yourself playing bad, and you're like, you know what, yo, we won two games, even though we got our guy. Hey, maybe we'll lose these last few, so we got another number one, you know, because we know we can get yes, number one. And that happens. Record. But what the the idea though is, once you get that number one player, that is your foundation, and then you build around that. Like, was the Pelicans the worst? That's for any. But why should you we leave it up? And you try to play good. But why but should we leave it up to God? Like randomized, like a lottery. For to see who but, gets the best player, I think like, that's more fair. I, I think that's more fair because if you, you don't think the worst. You don't think the worst team. It doesn't matter what place you come in. If you don't make the playoffs, you don't make the playoffs. So if you're not first, you're last, and then you're gonna get the top guy every year. So you're not gonna really no, but that, but that's your that's never happened though. Who if you're gonna nobody hey. just tanks multiple years. Look, the best well, example saying, is right, no, but but look at this. The best example is the Sixers. Do you really think the Sixers would have continued? But no, 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 no. Wait. Do you think the Sixers would have continuously tanked if they got the number one pick? Well, they like say, say if say if there was no lottery system. No, the Sixers clearly were tanking. They clearly were. It was evident. Like there was a, like it was it was pretty evident. Do you really think if they got their number one guy? Like I just if you're the worst team, you're the well, shittiest team. You should get the best process. And they still suck. That's what I'm. That yeah, but players, now look at bro, them. They Marcus, They're the number Marcus one. Williams, they got Joel Embiid. They but, got but all could, these players. But look, and they were still it turned bad. around, right? It but it, look, it turned around. It took years because they had to tank for years. That's bro. what I'm saying. So you think the four, the twelfth worst team deserves to get the best player? Like, was the Pelicans the worst player to get Zion? The worst team should the get the best player. No, they, they if weren't. you're a shit team, no, but then it's like. Hi, so then you're just Bro, stuck down there like, unless you get lucky. That's like the Knicks. So basically, the Knicks deserved to get him, but it was fair. It was a lottery. But but, but 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 think and about it. Why do you why no. do you think an NBA is now a free agency game? Because there's no building. You can't do anything with the draft now. It's all up to luck. The only fate that you have in your hands to like to, to determine where you are is if you do free agency now. The draft doesn't even mean as much anymore unless you're that top well, guy. I, mean, I guess it, it depends. It's been like that for a while, though. Yeah. It's but like it's because while, of that because like we've had the lottery forever. I mean, the thing, the, the thing is, I just think you're going to keep those bad teams at the bottom and there's going to be no cycle because they're not going to get the Bro, best listen, talent. I, and the I, idea I is you saying, want more talent cycling that, through. That could go the same way in football. I, just, I believe that could go the same way in football. That's all I'm saying. Just because you know your picks. Like you know for sure, so I'm like, if you know what, season but you're, you're in, saying that you're that already, could happen. Already but that, the drive. But that yeah, like I next year. Yeah, I was talking about Trevor Lawrence for months now because you yeah. know you finished. <laughs> you know, yeah, but the thing is, I'm not. Really but look what happened. What getting, yeah, but no, okay, okay, but look, but look at this though. No, but Jojo, look, okay, yeah, right. But we're not going to be at the bottom again. 
it cycles out. The thing is, what I'm saying is you're keeping because you got the best player. You don't know. Obviously, there's Jojo. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me say this. Let me say this. Let me let me go this whole statement. Let me say this whole statement. Good. If if you get the best player, the best prospect, you have a better chance of getting out of a hole. If you leave it up okay, to let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. Obviously, yes, every draft pick is, yeah, it's up to luck. You don't know at the end of the day. Zach Wilson might be a bust. Just Zach Trevor Lawrence, you never know. But what you do know is you're getting the best prospect right then and there. And the idea is to the idea is to have that worst team not be the worst team again because they're getting the best player. And if anything, that works more in basketball because of the nature of basketball. There's only five players on the court. So if that team gets the number one pick, they're not going to like look at Charlotte. I mean, they didn't get the number one pick, but they got a really star player. And now they're in a playoff run. The thing is the you because want shit team. I, I get it. But you got to look at the off-season moves they made as well, not just directly. Yes, to the but I mean, obviously, you're talking a whole thing. But the, the thing is, you're you're kind of you're building your free agents based on who you got an idea of who you're going to pick, because that person that you're picking okay. is your future. And my thing right. is, if you're the so worst wait, team, I, I you deserve the best prospect because it's the All best right. way to cycle saying. teams cool. out. Bottom line. You want to get rid of the lottery because you don't think that's fair. So you would rather have it like NFL way. So the worst team will get the number one pick in NBA. Do you think that would work? I don't see why it wouldn't. I mean, it would work because the thing is everyone will tank. But if that's the case, why isn't everybody tanking in the NFL with that? that, You can't say everybody will tank. Browns but, hey, tank for Tua. Yeah. Browns are trash for years. Look, what, Cincinnati, they got their boy. That doesn't Joey, stop Joey tanking. You just said that, but that doesn't yeah. stop. The lottery doesn't think, stop tanking, though. So, the Knicks, so like think, you said, tanked. No, I'm saying the lottery the, the is Sixers better tanked than four times. What, what pick yeah. the lottery but but let me ask you this. My final point. What is then, how, how are these shitty teams supposed to get out if they're not getting the top prospect? Unless they get, get it by luck. Well, all right. All right, all right, I see what you mean. You're 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 saying you want to get them out the rut. But because what the I'm idea is, is, you don't want to see the same teams. You don't want to see the same teams all the time. It's boring. You want and to keep okay, fan bases interested. You got to switch it up. All right, forget the fan base. Forget all that. You're, we're talking about possibly avoiding tanking. No, I feel like knowing your pick and how you place. Obviously, teams don't tank on purpose. Players don't tank. You're saying that. So why does the lottery? Yeah. do that then if that's think, what you're saying well the thing so, is the lottery doesn't stop it i think there is no way to stop tanking as long as there's a draft system you're going to have player people and teams that tank okay, it's just so the you're, nature you're literally fighting against your own argument then saying i'm that. not fighting against my own argument it's i'm fighting is like the lottery doesn't it's if anything because you're saying that they're tanking on purpose at the end of the no, day the jaguars pick, but the bottom line want to tank if you know your pick you're more likely want to tank. Whereas so a lottery, let me, let me oh, ask oh, you this. That's all I'm saying. A lottery is not a guarantee. All right. So That's let me ask argument. you this. Let me ask you this. The Jaguars were easily like, you could say we're tanking or whatever. We were, we're the worst. Team to lose. Yes. Yes. But I'm talking pick. about the team as a whole. We were the worst team. We had the worst roster. 
Right? And we you have, were rooting for no, him. Listen, 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 let me listen. You knew you will get one, the number one pick. Yes, but NBA, I'm a fan. You won't root for them to lose because you don't know if the they can get it. Ramsey. Y'all the had Sixers did it. Obviously. <laughs> well, obviously. Not this past year. We're going to go in circles. We'll let, we'll let Gabe mediate. All right, let me, yeah. let me just put a cap. Obviously, Gabe there's a difference. Let me, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a media. I'm going to just cap it off so we can end it. This is a funny surprise topic. We always talk about surprise topics, but this is a good one. <laughs> um, so, obviously, we're talking about two different systems, right? We're talking about the NBA, NFL. Uh, MLB, they have a draft system, but it doesn't really matter because, you know, they trade. I think trade. theirs is in order too, right? Isn't it? In, yeah. And who has the worst? So, obviously, N- NBA. Uh, you know, NBA is the only one, right? Huh? NHL, For... I don't think does it. I know MLS doesn't. Uh, I think NBA is the only lottery. Yeah, I think NHL is more in line with MLB. I think everybody's the same except NBA. Yeah. I think NBA is the only lottery system. Yeah. So NBA, obviously, we're talking about two systems, right? Because NBA does the lottery, so you can lose, but it doesn't guarantee it because you still have to put the balls and the thing, and, and it, it flies around, exactly. and then they pull mm-hmm. a thing out, right? So you can lose, right? And it doesn't guarantee you a spot. Was JoJo's argument? But obviously, in NFL, your record, you can tell ahead. You know, obviously, when we get towards the end of the season, like okay. Uh, we talk about teams trying to go up into the playoffs, like, oh, the Chiefs got to beat the, the Dallas and Dallas got to lose, the Dolphins got to lose to the Jets. And then, you know, we can figure out, like, you can map, you know, with the NFL, the way their lottery works is you can map out, like, wins and losses. And so what JoJo's argument is that I guess it's easier in the NFL to map out wins and losses. Like, it's easier to map out tanking in the NFL than it is in the NBA because, like he said, it's not, you know, you can't really guarantee a spot. You can guarantee a chance at a spot, but it doesn't guarantee your spot until you do the little balls and pull it out, whatever. Um, I, I'm like I said, I like the my plan. I was like I said, is kind of to benefit, uh, to to it's kind of an anti tanky thing to benefit those people who don't get in. Maybe you know, obviously, everyone wants to go in the playoffs. Everyone wants a chance, a chance at a championship. But you know, my idea is instead of flipping it to, uh, you know, to what Julian's point is to flip it to the bottom. Flip it to those teams that are like borderline, like they could possibly go, like make them more competitive, and that'll make everybody want to keep winning. So make it anti-tanking. You know what I mean? I guess that was just my my proposal that I'm throwing out there. I don't know. I guess my big point, like at the end of all this, is that I think you're keeping those bottom teams at the bottom because you're keeping it like a college system, to where Alabama is going to not obviously there is more random into it, but. Well, you're 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 not giving the chance for a bottom tier teams to you're not guarantee them a chance to like actually turn it around by getting a better player. And I think there's a way that maybe in my idea, like I said, like supporting the those subpar teams that maybe could go in the playoffs. There's maybe a maybe you can do like a hybrid where maybe you those sucky teams you give them a chance, uh, you know, you give them more of an opportunity, to, mm-hmm. and then mix in those other teams. But like I said, just my idea in my head, like I said, to make it more competitive. It just makes winning the priority, right? It doesn't make tanking, trying to get trying to get into position to get to the lowest. It doesn't make that a priority. It makes winning. It's like, yo, okay, we're out of the playoffs, but guess what? We still got to win because I still I'm still trying to get to the top. Like, if we're making winning a priority, and 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 you make the the priority winning as far as like those subpar teams that don't make the playoffs, then that that makes it even even if you're not in the playoffs as a fan, you're still you know as a fan as a player and as an org. You still want to win to get into that position. I don't I see also it happening. I don't, I've never seen anybody propose anything like that, but it was just an idea that I had in my head. But I, I don't think it's going to change. Like it'll still be, 
you know the way we do it as far as i think they have been questioning the lottery though haven't they i I want to have the last couple of years everyone's trying to uh, figure out a better way to it just like we're talking about it now yeah like i'm just gonna say i don't think it's the best i'm not i mean obviously it doesn't have to be like the nfl they can do their own thing i just think leaving it up to just pure numbers on a ball is just not the way to do it i think you know like uh, you you gotta it, this is a professional league dude these are the best of the best and this isn't college like you 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 gotta make everybody competitive and i think to like nfl to, to if you look you you say the nfl system doesn't work but literally nfl is one of those things where it's literally every given any given sunday anybody can win any week and it's just like nba is not like that it's just not you have the the top 15 and that's kind of it and in, in some years it's been the top 10 and and, and like and i said you when, just when, want more competition yeah, yeah. Like, whenever 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 they play a west coast team and they lose oh, i'm like okay they lost it kind of sucks you know because a it sucks traveling across you know going transatlantic or whatever i don't know going across america to some west coast team and losing but if you like i said if you get rid of the, the divisions or you know just make it like soccer just like Whoever has the best records, they get into the playoffs. It's not like if you win the a, you know, the East, or if you win uh, the Division South, or the East North, or whatever. I, I agree with that. I agree because yeah. then you get rid of some of these, like the, you know, like the the awesome. Bulls are twenty four and thirty three. Yeah, you get rid of some of those below five hundred teams, and you get them out of the playoffs because they don't really deserve to be there. Also, I'm not a big fan of, especially when they tr- teams travel, those back-to-back games, they should absolutely get rid of those fucking back-to-back because they absolutely suck. You're setting up the away team to lose fucking Yeah, pretty much. That's one of the worst. Like, Jet lag, ever. everything. You're, you're not at home. So I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of getting rid of the back-to-back games. I'm a big fan of getting rid of the divisions. Just make it the best. Whoever has the best records, you go to the playoffs. Make it like soccer. And I'm a fan of, like, making the lottery more – competitive but that's it that's not you know that's just idea i had in my brain i'm not gonna actually do it i wouldn't even uh, be (laughs) upset with the nhl system the nhl system's not that bad like i I don't mind that as much either you get the top two from every division and then the best records uh who aren't in the top two go to the wild card like i think baseball baseball was like that yeah in a sense all right so we're talking we're kind of semi-talking about it. This will be our last topic of the day because we kind of went over time. Um, but just talking about NBA, as far as we were talking about Marcus Aldridge, uh, MVP talk. Because there's a lot of talk about who's going to be MVP. Uh, there's a lot of names out there. Just to throw out a few. There's Jokic. There's Luka. Kyrie. MB. Steph Curry. I'm a fan Giannis. of Jimmy Buckets. Giannis. Giannis. So, uh, 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 Jojo, what, who, who are some of your favorites? And don't forget my boy, Damian Lillard. All right. Everyone put some respect on his name. All right. He should be in that conversation. So he's been one of the more underrated players for a while now. Listen, this man right now, I know everyone wants to go off record and everything. You know what I mean? They're still in playoff contention, but Damian Lillard right now averaging 28.7 points a game, 4.2 rebounds per game and 7.7 assists per game. I mean, obviously, going against his competitors right now in the top five, all majority of the numbers are all similar. Giannis is averaging twenty eight, uh, Luca's averaging twenty eight, and B's averaging thirty. Uh, Jokic twenty six, but his numbers are wild: 26, 11 rebounds, and eight assists for a center. That's wild. It's Rid- ridiculous. So, but but who do you think, as far as uh, team players, has, has been contributing to the team as far as 
overall the entire season. Because obviously we have to deal with injuries, LeBron, AD, KD, uh, all these uh, injuries going on. But who do you think contributes the most to the team as far as they're the most valuable? Do you think they're the most valuable uh, to the team or the most valuable to the league? Well, I mean, right now, um, Steph Curry's been on a tear. Um, I'm not sure if they're in playoff contention right now. But yeah, he's they're ninth. That is they're not my player. I'm going to have to go ahead and say, man, honestly, Joel Embiid, number one team in the East. He's averaging 30, 11, and, th- and three assists. And he's putting on for that team. Like, it's been a quiet run for him. I, I think this is their year to make a little run in the playoffs, get out of the second round. Um, so I'd say Joel Embiid right now in the East. Julian, who are your, some of your favorite players as far as the name of the play? Like I said, Steph Curry. Uh, JoJo brought up Damian Lillard. Kyrie, he's been, you know, finally got to play this year. Who are some of your favorite players? Well, if you want to talk about the most valuable to their team, it's definitely Curry. If he's gone, that, I mean, they're already barely, they're ninth right now. Yep. And if he's gone, they're they're done. He's definitely the most they're, valuable. At last, I would yeah. say, in the West, if there was no Curry. Yeah. The way he's pushing the team and what he's doing right now is ridiculous. He's averaging 31.4 points a game, leading the whole league. Like, I think he made like 73 pointers in like the last 10 games or something, which is a record. This guy's still breaking three point records every other day. He's, he's being sat out. This is like prime Curry, like if, MVP Curry, meaning like he's dropping 40 by the third yeah. quarter and then they're sitting him. But here's the thing. Here's my counter. Here's my counter argument, Steph Curry, and I I believe Steph Curry is an elite player, top player. He's still a fantastic shooter, one of the most elite players in the game. Also, to make you're just saying most valuable player to their team. Okay. I don't know if he's necessarily most valuable player in the league. I mean, he's definitely in the running. But when you're talking about just like you said, just like to their team, it's got to be him, him or Lillard. Like so, while he is fantastic and puts up numbers it's like one of these things was like okay maybe they're not a playoff team this year maybe they're not going to make the playoffs whatever it's like you know when you already have these bad teams there's like somebody has to score on a bad team right like somebody has to make points like they're not just scoring zeros all night like somebody has to produce um and as far as you know the golden state warriors they've definitely had a fall from grace ever since you know uh, kd you know kd came and kd left um uh, they've had injuries uh going on or whatever um so it's like when it comes to bad teams there's there's definitely an argument of like yeah this guy's producing numbers but is he just a compiler is he compiling numbers is he compiling stats and i'm not saying that steph Curry, because steph Curry, like i said he's an excellent player but like is he the best in the league you know what i mean like are those numbers having a direct effect on your team you know what yeah. i mean like you can have the most points the most rebounds the most assists whatever but like are you impacting your team yeah th- that's that's just kind of my when I look at it. So like, even though I don't necessarily like to put like the MVP, uh, just the guy with the highest numbers. Like, I think that's like unnecessary. Of course. Yeah. Um, of but course. just the guy who's had the greatest impact on the team. Like, you know, I like looking at like, uh, what do they say? War, uh, uh, wins above average or, or wins above, Oh, wins above replacements is what it's called the war. I think the so thing like, though, with that is like, at, go ahead, finish. I was gonna say, just looking at your like your plus minus. What what do you do when you're on the floor? Are you plus or minus? And what do you, what what do you do when you're resting? When you're off the floor? How 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 does your team? Uh, how, how effective is your team when you're on and off the floor? I like looking at those kind of stats and comparing it. You know what I mean? Not just I'm just not straight numbers. Like oh look, James Harden had the most points for the year, the most assists, whatever. It's like okay, but like 
as far as him as a teammate, like, did he make his team better? You know what I mean, did he, did he elevate his team and elevate people around him? Well, that, I mean, the thing with that is it's it's hard because you don't like every team is different. You know what I mean? You can't just it's a stat that depends on what your team is. Like if you got a stacked team, like, I mean, if, if that's the case, can you give any of the Nets players in the running for MVP? Because, I mean, they arguably haven't been playing, but when they're on the court, they're balling out. They're not necessarily the most valuable player on their team, maybe. Like, they, like they're fine without them. But, like, if you think of, like, Steph Curry, like, if he's gone, like, they're they're done for. Because, you know, every team's built differently. Every team has different depth. Like, some teams don't have any depth. So, I, I think that's a hard yeah. metric no, to I go could, by. It's, it's definitely a compilation of all those things, you know, you know, team record impact, you know, your plus minus, you know, what you're averaging and what you're producing. I mean, cause look at the jazz. I mean, the jazz, the jazz are a very deep team. Like they're a good team. I don't know if they necessarily have a star. Like, I mean, Rudy Gobert gets all his rebounds, but like, it's not like wow. they have a huge star on no, there. No Donovan Mitchell, man. You're not going to put some respect on Mitchell's name. Mitchell had a good playoff run last year. That's crazy. I like, I'm just going, I like, as of right now, I'm looking on the set. There's the only jazz player that's on any of these stats is Gobert, and it's just for uh, blocks and rebounds, and that's it. I mean, that's why we didn't put any uh, jazz players in our top five for MVP yeah. right now. So, I mean, clearly they're not in discussion, yeah. but like, and that, but that's what I mean. Like, when you yeah, try to the use it, we did mention, you know what I mean? Well, but like, what packs they're doing on their team. Do y'all do y'all remember like the Detroit Pistons? Because the kind of Detroit Pistons were kind of this underground team, like nobody expected much out of them. I think they played well together. This was a team of like Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, Rasheed Wallace. Of uh, course. Who doesn't know that team? I mean, do, do you think <laughs> they had? A, a, I, I, would, I would say their best player on their team was probably Chauncey Billups. He was a fucking fantastic free throw shooter. Um, but depends uh, on the and, year, I think. But like, so I, I'm just picking up this team because you know this kind of maybe like a outlier team, whatever. Like, do you think, like, that Detroit Pistons teams really had, like, a superstar? You know, I remember watching games and fucking Rip Hamilton would just be running. Bro, I just saw him running on the offense. He's just running around fucking whatever. Rasheed Wallace just pulled up three, two, whatever. Chauncey Billups, you don't want to follow him because even on the floor, he would just score. Yeah, Tayshaun Prince. Yeah, a defensive monster. Tayshaun Prince was also on that team. I would Um, probably say they're superstars. Yeah, they were good together as a team, but were they? Did they have any all stars? I think. Well, I think four of them were all stars. I think they had a, a whole starting five that was. Bro, all-star. you're asking if they're all stars. You got a handful of the guys are going to be Hall of Famers, <laughs> of course. I mean, I will say, like, I think the star star out of all those guys was, from what I remember, I would have to go back, but just based off the top of the noggin, I'd probably say Ben Wallace. Yeah. He was dominant. He was really dominant. So- yeah, because I'm, I'm trying to think right now, like, I'm thinking back in my mind, like all these championship teams, like, you know, you know, with the Miami Heat, like we had Wade, Bosch, and LeBron. And like, we had fucking, these are obviously elite players. And LeBron, all won, and LeBron, LeBron won two MVPs with the Heat with a big three. So, yeah, you know. But, you know. He still was the MVP of the league. You know, still the best player. And yeah. whether he had a big three or not, he was clearly the best player. Do they, they have nominees yet? You know what I'm saying? Like you can see like who the best players are. So that that's what I worry about. Like um, I'll, I think some of these names, like especially like Jokic, I think he, well he just got traded, right? He was in Orlando, and he got traded. Um, nah, Jokic was on the Nuggets. 
the Nuggets, the Nuggets. Sorry. Yeah, no, nah, he was on for the last few years. So, you know, and he's a big body kind of, you know, uh, he, he definitely puts up numbers as far as like, you know, rebounds, points, whatever. He cleans up. Um, and I think he probably gets the least respect out of all these names. But, you know, maybe, you know, maybe. Do you, want me, Willard, to, maybe? Do you want me to give you the odds right now? Sure. Who do they got? What what are, what are the top odds as far as Las Vegas? Um, and then we'll we'll end it here. We'll end it. We'll finish it. As of right now. Be? So, um, Joe Chick is the favorite right now. Then it's Joe Joel there. Embiid. Like he he's minus three seventy five. Joel Embiid is second place plus three thirty eight. And let then me guess, three three's Luca. No, three is wow. Giannis. Luca's not even in the top five. Damn. It's Damn. it's Giannis, then it's Steph Curry, then it's James Harden. I think that, that's a pretty good list. I, you know so what? I they, they feel really good about uh, Joe Chick like, winning it. They really feel, feel good. Well, James Harden is plus 2,500, so it's very slim. Uh, I, I think but, one, of, one of the biggest problems with MVP is like, People forget about the first half, you know, when they go to the offside. People forget about the first half of the season. Well, speaking that you say like, that. Whoever's the hottest that last half of the season, you know what I mean? Well, it's showing the odds throughout the entire season. Like, if you give me a time, like. Well, who, who's been the top most? Who are the top three most of the time? Or can you just give me, like, a general, like. I feel like Joel Embiid was always up there this entire season. I feel season. like, yeah. I feel and like Giannis. Like, well, they, you know, they thought Giannis, <laughs> he's back to back. So why not another one? Giannis started <laughs> out the first two months as the favorite, and then it didn't switch from Giannis. Then it went to uh, Joel Embiid in like late January, but like neck and neck with Jochik, and they've been neck and neck the whole time. But the past since March, Jochik's been kind of separating himself from yeah. Embiid. And I wouldn't be mad Listen, like if, if, uh, if Jokic or Embiid win MVP, they'll be the first uh, centers to win since Shaq. So that's crazy. Damn. In that long. I think that was like 2000. The Shaq win 2000. One 2000? of those years. Oh, yeah. He was Damn. the last center to win MVP. Duncan, no. Giannis is not really a center. Giannis is not considered a center. <laughs> no, I mean, nah. what is his? He's kind of positionless. I mean, like. Like power forward. Yeah, power forward. I put him up. I mean, it's coming more and more positionless now. It's like. He's just so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but th- those are pretty good names. I-, I-, I will feel, you know, pretty good. If they won, like, I wouldn't feel bad about it. But like I said, a lot of times the voting, they ignore the first half of the season. They only concentrate on, like, who's, the la- who's been the hottest this last half? Um, so so we shall see going forward. Anything else we need to discuss going forward? I, I think we're pretty much done here. Yeah, we got the live sh- draft show yeah, next bro. week. Um, so that's going to be pretty hype Thursday Jojo, I know you work, but I don't know if you want to pop on later or whatever. See your Broncos pick. If you're back, I don't know. Anyways, Real Fans Podcast on all the things. We'll be here next week. Cover the drafts. Any other new sport. We're going to cover the Panthers. We're going to cover baseball. We're going to cover soccer. We're going to cover hockey. It's all sports except football right now. So we're going to cover all that next week. Real Fan Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. All the things. Appreciate y'all coming out. Spotify. Thank y'all for coming out, hanging out with us. Apple Podcast. We'll see y'all next week, man. Peace. Peace.